0: Well, good morning, Redeemer King, and uh, good morning to wherever you're tuning into our service this morning. Uh, We're delighted to have you with us. Um, We've just celebrated Easter. Easter, as you know, is a very uh, important event in the Christian calendar. But I've just been thinking about the fact that Easter is something that we should celebrate all the time. We should be excited about the the message of of Easter all of the time and not just a certain time in the year. And the message of Easter really is a a message of hope. And that's what I want to talk about this morning, if I can, just for a little while. Uh, The message of hope. Boy, we need hope in this world today, don't we? Desperately. I have been uh, a Christian now. For over 50 years, I came to faith. I, I gave my life to Jesus in 1968, which seems like a long time ago. Well, it is a long time ago. And from the time I gave my life to Christ, a hope was birthed in my heart. And that hope which I have in Christ, it still burns brightly after all of these years of the hope. That we have in Jesus Christ. Now what we have in Christ now. Is wonderful. In Christ now. We have we have forgiveness. We have joy. We have peace. We have all those things that Paul talks about. In Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, etc. All of those things. So what we have in Christ now. Is, is wonderful. It's, it's, it's not just. The Christian life is not just about pie in the sky when we die, but it's about uh, steak on the plate while while we wait. But But having said that, what we have now in Christ is nothing in comparison to what we're going to have when Jesus returns, which is our hope. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. Now, what is hope? Well... Sometimes we use the expression, well, I, I hope she'll do this, or I hope he'll do that. But when the Bible, especially the New Testament, when it talks about hope, it, it is the strong confidence that in God our future is bright. Our future is bright. I remember there used to be a commercial, didn't there? Uh, the future is is bright the future is orange well our future is bright and it's not because of orange but it's because of Jesus and we'll be talking about that in a moment now in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 to 18 you might want to look at that passage of scripture it is a great passage of scripture on the subject of hope the church that Paul was writing to was a church that was under the cosh, as it were. They were going through a very, very difficult time. They had lost people, maybe through martyrdom. we don't know. The church was being persecuted because of their, their faith. They were really going through the mill. And this is the church that Paul talks to about the subject of hope. Uh, Because of our hope that we have in Jesus, sometimes we can endure all the things that life throws at us. So, because of this, Paul draws their attention to their hope. I'm just going to read to you a few verses of Scripture. Uh, I've got three things I want to say. First of all, the hope that we have in Jesus, it is a sure hope. Let me read verses 13 and 14. 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 and 14. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or those who have died or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again So we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. They are wonderful words. Now, what is forbidden here is not grief. When we lose loved ones, we weep. Jesus wept at the grave of Lazarus, didn't he? But what the Bible does not tell us to do is that it says that we grieve, but not hopeless grief. And the reason why hopeless grief is, is forbidden for us as Christians is because of what Paul says here. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that again because it's so wonderful. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. With my dying breath, I want to proclaim and I want to preach, and this is why we exist as a church, to tell people that we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And because we believe that he died and rose again, we, we, we have a hope. When when he died, he took and he paid The penalty for our sins. He took the punishment that was ours. That's what happened when he died. And when he came out of the grave. He guaranteed us that our future is secure. Paul in another passage of scripture says that Jesus is the first fruits of those who sleep. In other words he is the guarantee him coming out of the grave is the guarantee that someday we're going to come out of the grave, that we have got a hope in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died and rose again. Never be ashamed of that message. And because of that, we have a hope. Uh, Many years ago, uh, during the miners' strike, I think it took place in the 80s, didn't it? It seems such a long time ago. But the miners had a motto. The striking miners had a motto. One out, all out. One out, all out. Because Jesus came out of the grave... We're going to come out of the grave. Friends, you can be sure about it. It is a sure hope we have, no doubt. In 2007, there was a film produced which was called The Lost Tomb of Jesus. And Really, it was put together by a very well-known film director and producer. It was aired on television in 2007. And really, it was produced to discredit the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ. To tell us really that we believed a lie. Friends, this morning at Easter time and Every Sunday, and I suppose that's why the church met on the first day of the week, because it was the resurrection morning. What we do is that we celebrate not the lost tomb of Jesus, but we celebrate the empty tomb of Jesus. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. Friends, it's a sure hope. It's a sure hope that we have. The second thing I want to say is, turning back to this passage in 1 Thessalonians 4, is not only is it a sure hope, but it's a a wonderful hope. Look at verse 15. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive Who are left till the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. Sounds pretty noisy, doesn't it? And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, We who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, here, Paul, he tells us something about how wonderful our hope is. (laughs) Our hope consists of a number of things. There's going to be a return Jesus is coming back again. The Lord himself will descend from heaven. Ah, oh, we, we read the papers, we, we listen to the news, and people say, what is the world coming to? Uh, I think that. What is the world coming to? But maybe what should captivate our attention as Christians is not what is the world coming to, but who is coming to this world? Jesus is coming. Oh, we should should preach this more often, shouldn't we? Jesus is coming. In fact, in the New Testament alone, there's over 300 references to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Just as he left, so he shall return. Remember when Jesus ascended and they were straining their eyeballs and there was two angels and the angels said to the men, this same Jesus as you've seen him go, so he's gonna return. He, he left in a physical body, he's gonna return in a physical body there's going to be a return that's part of our hope there's going to be a resurrection notice what it says there that those who are in the grave are going to be raised and if we haven't died we're we're going to be caught up i'll come to that in a, in, in a moment we're going to get new resurrected bodies no more aches and pains isn't that something to look forward to uh, no more creaky joints no more this, no more that. We're going to have glorified bodies. In fact, the Bible says that our bodies are going to be just like the body of Jesus. Or we're going to be like Jesus. We're going to have resurrected bodies. And then there's going to be something else. There's going to be a return. There's going to be a resurrection. And then there's going to be a rapture. We're going to be caught up along with all those who've died in Christ, to meet them in the air to be with the to be with the Lord. My my daughter was on the, the phone to me this morning. It was my it was my 70th birthday uh, going back a while ago. I know I know I don't look 70. Probably look more like 80, but never mind. But uh, one of my birthday treats was I was uh, I'm going to go on a, a, a I was going to go on a hot air balloon. I've always wanted to do that. That was one of my treats for turning seventy. But it was put on hold because of the pandemic. But it looks like it's going to be happening in June. I might be just getting a little foretaste of what it's going to be like going up into the air, but please pray that I come down, won't you? And But when we're caught up into the air to meet the Lord, we're, we're, we're not going to need any rocket, we're not going to need any hot air balloon, it's just going to happen. There's going to be a return, there's going to be a resurrection, there's going to be a, a rapture, caught up, and then there's going to be a reunion, Because We're going to meet Jesus and we're going to meet all those who've gone on before us because Jesus is bringing them back with him. And we are going to be with the Lord forever. That's our hope. It's exciting, isn't it? And when this happens, we'll, we'll be what we should be. Our hope is a sure hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. Our hope is a, a wonderful hope because there's going to be a return, there's going to be a resurrection, there's going to be a rapture, there's going to be a reunion. We're going to meet up with all those who've gone on before us. And then Paul concludes this passage of Scripture by saying it is a, it is a comforting hope because he says in verse 18. Therefore, because of what I've just said to you, encourage each other with these words. In other words, spur one another on with these words. The hope that we have, spur one another on with the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, I like... I like what one writer says about this passage of Scripture. Let me, let me just read to you what he says here. When the going is tough, we can say, hang in there, for Christ is coming. When we feel beaten in the fight, we can say, one day we shall overcome, for Christ is coming. When we feel rejected and of no use to the Lord, we can say, don't lose heart for Christ is coming. When we say farewell to a loved one and life doesn't seem worth living, we can say, look, it won't be long now for Christ is coming. We can encourage one another with these words. Paul says encourage one another. Hey, it's easy to it's easy to discourage one another, but by our words we can encourage one another. We have a hope. It is a it's it's a sure hope. It's, it's a wonderful hope. And it's a comforting hope as well. Could I just say just a few things I've tried to be practical uh, but maybe I could mention just a, a couple, of, couple of practical things in conclusion this doctrine the doctrine of Christian hope it, it, it should have a bearing upon our lives now in other words it should have an impact, it should have a where the, the rubber hits the road affects upon our lives. First of all, it should inspire us to be persevering. Now, I just want to read to you what it says at the beginning of Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. Chapter 1 and verse 3. And he talks about the three great Christian virtues here. And he says, we, we always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in my prayers. We continually remember before God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. He talks about the three great Christian virtues there, faith, hope, and love. He says, your work is produced by faith, your labor is prompted by love, and your endurance is inspired by hope. In other words, when we have a a hope, it it enables us to hang in there, to to persevere. If If we have a hope, then it it inspires us to plod on, to not give up. We used to sing a song many years ago in church, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. This church that Paul was writing to was a church that was under immense pressure. They were under the the and and what inspired them to hang in, what, what gave them endurance was their hope. It was said of Jesus that because of the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. I am a bit of a a film buff. I used to be a, a cinema projectionist many years ago. Maybe that's why I I like movies so much. But one of my favorite movies, if not my my favorite movie, is a movie called The Shawshank Redemption. I'm sure most of you have seen that movie. I've seen it on a number of occasions. The two main characters uh, is a man by the name of Andy and um, a man by the name of uh, Red, uh, acted by Morgan Freeman. And... On one occasion, they were having a conversation, and Andy said to Red, What we need is hope. And Red said, Hope is a dangerous thing. There's no place for hope in this prison. But Andy said, But hope is the best thing. (coughs) Do you know what enabled Andy to endure all the horrors of Shawshank? It was hope. It was hope that kept them going. Whatever life throws at us, friends, and life can be pretty vicious sometimes, can it? Whatever heartache, whatever grief, we have a hope. And sometimes that hope is the thing which inspires us to persevere. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus so it should inspire us to be persevering it, it should inspire us to be united as well the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 4 he talks about unity he says strive to keep the unity of the, of the spirit in the church and then he gives us reasons he says there's, there's one calling we've all got one calling and we've got there's one spirit and we got one faith and one baptism and, and then he says, there's, there's just one hope. Guess what? The hope that you have is the hope that I have. There's only, there's only one hope. When we, when we meet the Lord, all differences will fade away. There will be perfect harmony. Just imagine, friends, you're going to spend eternity in heaven with me. Now, just imagine how some of you are getting so excited at that very prospect of that. Or you're filled with dread. I don't know. But our one hope is we are all going to be together forever with the Lord. Perfect harmony one day. Well, if that is our hope then we should be striving for it now. And Paul uses that as the basis of his argument. Christian hope should enable us or inspire us to live together in in unity. In eternity, we are going to get on with one another. But we should endeavor to do it now. Oh yeah. This hope that we have, it should inspire us to be persevering and it should inspire us to be united as well. Uh, the the world desperately needs to see you in a united church. Didn't Jesus say that, and he prayed for this in John 17, didn't he? He says that they might be one, John 17, so that the world might believe. Friends, we've got one hope. Come on, let's try that. Let's try to endeavor to get on with one another more than we've ever done before. And then, in conclusion, it should inspire us to be pure as well. First John chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, talks about the second coming of Jesus. And then John says that anyone who has this hope purifies himself. If we welcome the thought of being like Christ someday then we will pursue that goal now living a holy life in an unholy world so i'm i'm thankful for the message of easter it's a message it's a message of hope friends it's a, it's a sure hope it's a, it's a wonderful hope it's a comforting hope and it's a hope that has a bearing upon our lives now. If you don't have this hope. If you're watching, watching this online this morning. If you, if you don't have this hope. Well you can have it. Because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And if we do have this hope. That I've been talking about. Then let's live in the light of it. Let's persevere. That's Walk glorifying lives before the Lord. Let's seek to unite our hearts with the people of God wherever they meet. Because that's the kind of impact that this hope should have upon our lives. Thank God for the, for the message of Easter. Can I just say a prayer? We thank you for Easter, Lord. We thank you that we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And I just ask you, for people who are watching this this morning, if they've never trusted in you, if they don't have a hope that this day they'll put their faith in the one who can give them a lasting hope. And I pray for all of your people. Help us by your grace to live in the light of your return. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you. Have a great day. And remember, we have a hope.